0: Hello everyone, this is Scott, and welcome to the football Podcast, where we talk about FBS Power 5 footyball games each week, and focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, work, pets, mortgage, student loans, you have little to no time to watch all the footyball you want, nor the funds to bet on it. That's why we focus on the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. Today's sponsor is Spellcheck. It used to be so helpful. Not so Mitch this dates. All right, a lot has changed already this week, even from the previous Pick'ems episode. not changed my mind on any of my picks, but there is some. there are some new nuggets of information that I'll try and throw out here when I can. First up in the ACC, this is a Thursday night game. Now, it is almost 6 o'clock Central Time uh, on Thursday night. This game is the Thursday night game, and it starts, I think, in 20 minutes. Eh, no big deal. It's Boston College at Pitt. Um... Boston College should roll them. Pitt is simply just struggling. Uh, Boston College is too, but they've kind of been on that roll. So home field advantage for Pitt, but I don't think that's going to be enough. I've got Boston College down for the win. Now we're into Saturday. There's one more Pac-12 Friday night game. We'll get to that when I hit up the Pac-12. All right, still in the ACC, Duke at Virginia. CW game. So let's be careful. And let's see what the Virginia team can do. Let's see which Virginia team is going to show up. Is it the one that's been impressing the shit out of us lately? Or is it the one that's been disappointing everyone lately? Or prior to that. Yeah, not lately. Yeah, prior. Yeah, because lately they've been impressive. Duke is desperate for some wins, and they should win out the rest of the season. Um, There's some distraction with their coach, kind of being named and somewhat towards the top of the list for the AM job, but um, again, this is a smart team, well coached, not just by this guy, but um, by all their coordinators too. They know what to do. Um, I, I like the team. I like Duke. They're a smart team. I've, I've said it so many times before. I can't get a read on Virginia, right? After beating North Carolina, Overtime loss to Miami, which is a good because even though they lost to Miami, they went to overtime with Miami and playing very well against Louisville. Um, but mixed in there is a bad loss to Georgia Tech. So I, like, I've like i got Duke for the road win, but I'm really opening to anything happening here. And the fact that it's a CW game, I'm really opening to, open to anything happening here, but I still have Duke for the win. All right, next up, we got Wake Forest going out to Notre Dame. Um Lester team on the road against a better team. I'm going to go with Notre Dame for the home win. Wake Forest has been one of the most consistent teams in the ACC this season. Unfortunately, it's consistently bad. All right, next up, North Carolina State at Virginia Tech. And the model has Virginia Tech under a one-point favorite. So here's what I see from Virginia Tech. They have five conference wins over teams well, they quite frankly should have beaten Pitt, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Boston College. Boston College being the best ranked one there, um, and losses, of course, to Florida State and Louisville. But you know, there's only one team that beat either of those teams, right? Um, but North Carolina State also has four conference wins. Four conference wins, but I I feel it's against better teams: Virginia, Clemson, Miami, and Wake Forest. The two losses were to Duke and Louisville. Again, good Duke team. Both of them lost to Louisville. Um, good for NC State. They don't have to play Florida State this year. Great. Virginia Tech has the home field, but they have what I feel is the lesser wins. So my question for um, North Carolina State is what's going on with their quarterback shuffle? Um, do, you, do you remember me talking about that? Um, on the, uh, on, I believe it was on the recap. So yeah, is... Yeah, what's going to happen there? Is it going to be enough? No matter who's showing up for quarterback for NC State, I still have them beating Virginia Tech. All right, next up, we got North Alabama at Florida State. So, (laughs) believe it or not, there is a CW doubleheader this weekend, and this is the other game. Like, North Alabama, I don't even think shows up in any of the models. Like, they're just, I don't, like, I don't know. I didn't bother looking them up, right? Um and so I've got Florida State for the win. Okay, like don't get me wrong. Like this should be an easy win for them, but just 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 be careful, Florida State. The game's on the CW. And lastly, for the ACC, you've got Syracuse going out to Georgia Tech. Um, very well matched up game between two teams that are five and five, but vastly different rankings in their conference. Syracuse is one and five in the ACC with the only win over Pitt. Georgia Tech four and three in the ACC. With those three, with those impressive wins over um, North Carolina and Miami, and less impressively, Wake Forest and uh, Virginia. Both have losses kind of all over the place. I don't know what Syracuse has going for them right now. Georgia Tech at least has Haynes King if he can complete the passes. So, you know, I'm home team for Georgia Tech. They do have a better quarterback when he does show up and get things on target. So, yeah, Georgia Tech for the win. All right, and with the Big 12, here, here's actually one of the big changes. So apparently there was a typo in the Big 12 tie head-to-head matchup, something, you know, whatever. Like, how do you break tiebreakers? And they corrected it. And they corrected it, and it kind of pissed off a bunch of teams because they were adversely affected by them correcting a typo. <laughs> so now you do have head-to-head matchups even if you don't play everybody and so that means right now oklahoma if everything just kind of stays as it is and everyone just kind of wins out oklahoma state goes um and if it does result in some like weird large tie it it, like it it's going to be a lot easier to figure out than it was so um whatever let's look at the games oklahoma is going out to byu and I, I, I don't see OU losing this. Um, I see them winning in the same manner they beat West Virginia last weekend. Or, if you want to look at it, I see BYU losing in the same manner they lost to Iowa State. Both were by a lot of points. Um, Cincinnati at West Virginia. Cincinnati has their one Big 12 win, and I think that's all they're going to get for the entire season. Okay? Um, I didn't, again, look into this too much. I've got, yeah, I've got West Virginia for the win here. Um, Next up, Baylor at TCU. Gosh, another one that, like, talk about. I just don't care. Um, Two teams that are just awful. Some signs of life from time to time. Um, TCU, when they're inconsistently good, has been better than Baylor. Baylor, when they're bad, has been worse than TCU. And then there's like a lot of stuff in between (laughs) TCU for the win. Um, Oklahoma state going down to Houston. um, I really hope that they shit the bed last weekend and Oklahoma state is now done doing that. Um, Yeah. Houston again, they're just, they're just bad. Their coach really needs a win right now. Oklahoma state controls their destiny. They just need to win two more very winnable games. Uh, This one, and I think they have, oh, shoot, I can't remember who they have next weekend. But again, should be another team they're going to blow the doors off of. Um, And if they do, they're going to the Big 12 Championship. So that's great. Go for it, Oklahoma State. Cowboys for the win. All right, lastly, Big 12, UCF going out to Lubbock, Texas. The model has Central Florida here. But come on, it's a night game in Lubbock. And here's how I look at all this. If UCF wins, okay, that in my opinion means Tech is going is worried more about with the look ahead for Texas next weekend, and will likely upset Texas. Why? Because this is what Tech did. This is all the time that A and M was in the Big Twelve. This is what Tech does a lot of seasons. Right? They lose to somebody who is just there is. no one understands how in the hell you lose to this team. And then they turn around and beat somebody where even before losing to the other team, they're like, How did you beat this team? They did it to A. They, they kind of do it to everyone a bunch, right? So, and what better way than to send the Texas Longhorns off, but destroying their college football playoff hopes by losing at home to the ever-so-hated Texas Tech. Regardless. That's a lot about it. That's not this game. So Tech has their starting quarterback back, and I think they're going to roll. It should be high scoring by Texas Tech. All right, Big Ten action. And if you haven't heard, so there's a lot of drama in the Big Ten this year, and actually some just who cares news and some great news coming out of the Big Ten. Um, First game is Michigan at Maryland. So if you remember... Harbaugh had filed some restraining order against the Big Ten and all this other legal stuff that I, I mean, I went to med school not law school, right? Um, so I don't know what it all means. But today, Michigan just completely removed their case, removed the, they, 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 they took it away and they ex- accepted the suspension of Jim Harbaugh. Um, I've got some thoughts on this. So either some very damaging evidence has <laughs> been found, because apparently the FBI is on campus uh, this week at University of Michigan, just gathering evidence. So either they found something that's just, yep, yeah, kind of like you know the red or the you know the you know X marks the spot for the treasure. Yeah, they might have found the X, or um, they've realized that you know what, we just beat Penn State, an away game. Without our coach, like, I think we're going to be okay, even against Ohio State Um, or Harbaugh's just he's off to the NFL or they just realized that per precedent that most federal courts have said, you know what? Like, this is out of our jurisdiction. We're going to refer you back to the Big Ten Conference because it's their conference. They have the rules and they have the authority to do this. So go back to them. So, regardless, whatever all that means, like, something happened. This weekend, we've got Michigan at Maryland. Um, Some say Maryland has a shot. Uh, I'm not one of them. Model has Michigan by over a 30-point favorite. And that's kind of how I see this finishing, if not more than 30 points. So, I've got Michigan for the win. Rutgers at Penn State. And Penn State has a lot to prove to everyone else after losing to essentially the same two teams that they have been losing to lately, and the only two teams that they've been losing to lately. Uh, Penn State is top six in four of the six defensive metrics, right? Rutgers is 10th in one of those metrics, but somewhere between 12 and 41 in all the others, right? That's still good. That's still a good defense, okay? But it's it's not as good as Penn State's, right? Um, Rutgers' offense is, in mm, my opinion, awful. And Penn State will be able to put up quite a few points this weekend. And I have Penn State for the win. Michigan State is going to Indiana. And this is a battle for last place in the Big Ten East. Both teams are 3-7 and seven overall and 1-6 and six in conference play. Yikes. Oddly enough, both teams beat Wisconsin, which... You know, yikes for Michigan State and Indiana, but whoa, is that a double yikes for Wisconsin? I don't know. That sure sure as hell doesn't look good for the Badgers. So the model likes Sparty by like two points or around two points. Um, But I like Indiana for the home win, especially since their last three games, they're one and two, okay? But remember, those two losses are close games, one of them to Penn State, and a three-point overtime loss to Illinois. So Indiana's found something, albeit, you know, a little too late in the season for it to really matter. But you know what? They found it. And Michigan State, I don't think has. So I've got Indiana for the win. All right, next up, Purdue at Northwestern. Here's the really good news. If you remember, Northwestern had its own little scandal about hazing at the beginning of the season, fired their coach, and promoted defensive coordinator David Braun to interim head coach. Well, this week, Thanks to really what's been a great season for Northwestern, they promoted him to the new head coach. Don't know the details. That hasn't come out yet, but they did announce this week he's the new head coach. Great. Uh, I think that the team's going to love it. Great news for what's been a historically bad program, but seems to, again, talk about finding something. Seems to have found something this season. They're getting a new stadium. They got a new head coach. Great. Purdue is still just kind of Purdue. Best thing they got going for them is a large drum that's on the sideline. Doesn't really make throws, make catches, or run the ball. So I've got Northwestern for the win here. And no, not lastly, but next up, Minnesota at Ohio State. I give Minnesota about one in a million chance. And yes, just like Dumb and Number, I'm saying there's a chance. But for now, I'm just going to say I've got Ohio State down for the win. But there's a chance, right? I don't think so, but whatever. Okay, lastly in the Big Ten, Nebraska at Wisconsin. That's right, the team we just talked about that lost to both Michigan State and Indiana. Oh, I, I'm not sure Nebraska has a quarterback set for this weekend yet. So, yeah, anyway, but then again, I, like, I keep seeing and hearing bad news out of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I don't, uh, Wisconsin has a bad offense and the Russian game is the, better portion of that however nebraska is fourth on rush defense right so yeah i'm not sure wisconsin's gonna put up much of anything nebraska's passing game is actually worse than wisconsin's but nebraska's rush game is far better than wisconsin's rush defense so uh, yeah yeah i don't i don't know so i this is going to be a run up the middle type of game no need to worry about sign stealing here It'll be run up the middle about ninety percent of the time. All right. If it's not run up the middle ninety percent of the time, or less than that, I, I'd be I'd be very shocked. If you're an alum of either either of these schools and you feel obligated to watch this game, I'm sorry. So either take it for the nap-inducing snooze fest it's going to be, uh, or enjoy your boredom. Or you know, if you really need an excuse, go kill your least favorite relative to create said excuse. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, tis the season, right? Um, whatever. Nebraska for the win. And let's look at that Pac-12 Friday night game, Colorado at Washington State. And it is a late start. And you know what? I, it might be a high-scoring game that, but I, I don't know. I think it starts at like 9.30 Central. No, I, I, I like to be asleep by 9.30. You know, my alarm goes off at 5, almost 7 days a week. It's 6, but sometimes it's 7 days a week. So, you know, what? like, whatever. Like, I don't think I'm going to stay up for this. Um, Colorado's favored, uh, per the model, by around a field goal. But, again, like, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Colorado's ninth for passing yards per game. Washington State, 7th. They're also equally matched up in the rush game. (laughs) Colorado's 131st. The Cougars, 132nd. Mm, Don't see a lot of rushing going on in this game. (laughs) Uh, Both defenses are over 100 on most of the metrics. Uh, uh, Colorado, uh, four of the six metrics, and Washington State on three of the six metrics. They're over 100. So that tells me defense, bad. Passing game, Great. So we're going to see very few field goals and hopefully fewer punts. But I do have Colorado for the win because I I do want Colorado to go bowling. So I've got Colorado winning this one, um, and we'll have to look at next week when next week comes. Okay, Oregon at Arizona State. And speaking of teams that have found something lately, that would be Arizona State. Two and one in the last three games prior three losses so yeah two and one the last three games and the three games before that were losses all within a score right but how Oregon is just still good and I think great the model has them almost at a 30-point favorite so I'm not you know beware it it, it 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 is a game in the desert Oregon but no I, I I think Oregon's gonna get the win and they're gonna get the win just fine next up we got UCLA at USC, which is the same stadium. Um, so <laughs> this is this is going to be an interesting game. It's the battle for Los Angeles, battle for LA, or the battle for like, who gives a shit? Like, because I- I'm not sure which one it is. Many are saying this is going to be Caleb Williams' last game. It It is the team's last regular season game. So this is USC's last regular season game, right? But it sounds like he's just, after this, going to take time off, prep for the combine, not risk an injury when he's He's already making, I don't know, how many millions a year off the NIL packages. But, you know, this guy's looking at eight figures. So, and that's probably just in his salary next year. Probably another eight on top of that in sponsorship and, you know, sponsors and whatever. So, um, these two teams, they don't like each other, right? Both two LA teams. But I see Caleb wanting to just, his last game as a college player to be a huge game, okay? If you haven't heard, uh, Chip Kelly. Uh, UCLA's coach is apparently on the hot seat. Uh, I've heard very little that if he wins, he keeps his job. And then I've heard regardless of the outcome, he's already out. So it might be what they did with Jimbo, right? They've already decided like Jim Kelly's out. So what I hear about that is uh, he has done a bad job at recruiting. Like UCLA has no players coming in. So I don't know if that means they're relying solely on the transfer portal, because that's how they got folks this year, or if he's just kind of neglecting this one portion of his job. I, I don't know. And then, of course, they're going to the Big Ten next year, and he's been underperforming as a coach. They expected the records in the last few seasons to be much better than they are, and they're not. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just can't hack it. Maybe he just, Jim Kelly's just a different kind of coach that's not going to do well in the Big Ten. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so we will find out if this is rumor mill, run amok, or if this is the truth, um, I guess by Monday we'll know. So uh, starting quarterback, Dante Moore, um, if you remember, came out of the game against Arizona. That was two weeks ago. And now third stringer, Colin Schley, uh, was the quarterback for the loss last weekend to Arizona State and just might be the quarterback this weekend. So, yeah, all three quarterbacks, um, Dante, I don't know who the second-string guy is, and then this Schley guy, are all listed as possible this weekend. So, like, things just aren't looking good right now for UCLA. So I've got I've got USC for the win. Um, lastly, in the Pac-12, California at Stanford, Cal at Stanford. Um, Cal's got two winnable games left. And if they do... Boy, Cal six and six and going bowling. Um, Cal's also a two over a two touchdown favorite. Both teams are just bad, and this could be a very high scoring game or just embarrassing for both teams. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I tried watching a Cal game a couple times this season. I tried watching a Stanford game once this season. It I just I just couldn't. I was like, there's just there's just something about. it. I was like, Ugh, this is this is awful. So anyway, Cal for the win. All right, there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of SEC games. Why? Because most of them are playing G5. Like, in, some of them not even G5. I think, jeez, they're playing just some bad teams. So, yeah. Um, How many SEC games is this? Ten. Dang. Because they're not playing each other, right? Anyway, all right, first up. Abilene Christian, that's right. A chew going out to AM. Um, and despite the coaching turnover, my gosh, I like I hope A&M wins. Shit. <laughs> Abilene Christian is currently sixth in the UAC conference. Whatever the hell that is. I've got AM for the win. Moving on. Chattanooga going to Alabama. Uh Bama ought to come away with a win here, I think, right? So. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here by saying that. So, like, remember when I said Minnesota had one in a million chance of beating Ohio State? Well, the odds are significantly bigger here, okay? So, (laughs) like, worse. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that right. So, yes, I got Alabama for the win. Uh, Another, another one. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is going to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss has struggled at times. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if Lane Kiffin, like, struggles and loses here, like... Like, please take him off the short list for the AM job. Okay, please. Um, but no, like I got old miss here. Now, an interesting one is Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, struggled a lot with this one. Mississippi State is a 10 point favorite per the model. Uh, they just fired their head coach. Remember, Mike Leach unfortunately passed last year. Uh, and they promoted the defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett, to the interim head coach. But apparently, what I'm hearing is he switched up offense and defense from what Leach had A, recruited for, and B, had been like steering everyone towards and like just kind of building the team to start doing this thing. And he came in and said, nope, I want smash up, go at them, head on kind of football. And they aren't the team for that. Um, hence, another reason why they're doing so poorly, right? No, I mean, don't, don't cry for Arnett. I mean, he didn't get a Jimbo. Uh, deal, but I think he got like 4 mil is what I read um, for being the interim coach. Like, I'll I'll take it, right? He's young. Apparently he was very good at defensive coordinator. Um, Head coach job just might have been a little too much for him. So anyway, uh, I do have Mississippi State for the win, um, but it is going to be an interesting game. All right, Next up, actually two SEC teams here. Georgia at Tennessee. And I you know, been looking forward to this kind of most of the season. And now that the game's here, like this, I, 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 nah, I don't, I don't see it. Georgia is just going to roll. Tennessee hasn't lived up to the hype and Georgia has. Okay. It took Georgia a while. Um, but here they are. Tennessee is one and two uh, versus top 30 teams. And that one win was against Kentucky. So Knoxville is a tough place to play, and the noise is, is going to be an issue for Georgia. But I, I think they're going to get past it. I've got Georgia for the win. Um, next up, New Mexico State at Auburn. And here's another tough one. Like again, like I figure I know why Auburn chose New Mexico State to play here, because normally New Mexico State is awful. Auburn's only favored by two per the model. Both have better run games and pass games, and they're evenly matched up on the run game and the past games that they both have mediocre defenses. And again, evenly matched up on their defenses. Um, I know nothing about New Mexico state, but I do know that Auburn is at home. They are desperate not to be embarrassed any further than they have been this season. And in general, power five conferences tend to have some advantages in the coaching, the quality and the level of coaching the number of staff that they have, the budgets that they have, the quality of the players, the athleticism of the players, whatever. Like they just, everything seems to be turned up just a little bit of a notch, right? And it's often something that cannot be overcome by non-Power 5 conference teams. So I do have Auburn for the win here. Another SEC SEC game is Florida going out to Mizzou. And Mizzou's almost an 18-point favorite. And that, that, that seems appropriate to me. I actually can see it getting much, much larger than that. Um, I I didn't go into the numbers because this one seems straightforward. Home field, better team, right? No swamp voodoo in Mizzou. So we're going Mizzou for the win, right? Um, Another one that was kind of difficult. <laughs> Florida International. That's right. Florida International at Arkansas. Arkansas needs a win. Sam Pittman, their coach, is on the hot seat. Both teams, last place in their conference. Obviously, Arkansas is in the SEC. FIU is in Conference USA. And FIU could become bowl el- eligible if they win out, but I don't see them winning this game or next week's game. But we probably won't even talk about their next week's game. So I've got Arkansas for the win. Um, another SEC SEC team uh, game is Kentucky at South Carolina. And Kentucky is just, like, by far the better team. Um you know, South Carolina's had some glimmers of hope here and there. And for whatever reason, my spreadsheet saved zero notes on this. But in general, what I can tell you is that Kentucky is, they're doing what Kentucky does, right? They hired a coach and they're paying him well. They're not, they didn't give him some disgusting salary, but they gave him a very good salary for a Kentucky team, which really I think they just want to maintain as being relevant, Right. Let's let's do that. South Carolina is just, they have had no defense. They've had no offensive line. They've got, I still love Rattler as a quarterback, but they've got, they've got nothing. They have no one for him to pass to, and they've got no one for him to be protected by. So yeah, Kentucky for the win. And lastly, Georgia State at LSU. Yeah, not Georgia. This is Georgia State. Uh, I'm not even gonna go into this. I got LSU for the win. All right, y'all. That's gonna that's gonna be a wrap. Week 12, the rest of the games. Um very little footy ball left, but a lot of significant footy ball left. And that's what I like. I love how so many of the games matter so much. And I love the turmoil. I love the chaos. Um, whatever your plans are for Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Have a great time. I will put out something next week. I should be able to. Um, Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the weekend. And special shout out. Thank you to our sponsor, Spellcheck. It used to be so helpful. Not so Mitch this dates.